Welcome to the Unstoppable Freedom Podcast. I'm Jimmy Page. The Unstoppable Freedom Alliance is part of a growing movement across America that's fighting for freedom and the values and ideals that this country was founded on. And I'm super excited about our guest today. His name is Tucker Max. Let me tell you a little bit about Tucker. He's written four New York Times bestselling books, three that hit number one, and they've sold over 4.5 million copies worldwide. He co-founded Scribe Media, the premier professional publishing company that has helped people like David Goggins, Tiffany Haddish, and Dan Sullivan publish their books. He was nominated to the Time Magazine 100 Most Influential People in 2009, and he received his BA from the University of Chicago in 1998 and his JD from Duke Law School in, 20, in 2001. That makes you pretty smart, man. I know you currently live in Dripping Springs, Texas with your wife, Veronica, and four children. Tucker, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thanks for having me, Jimmy. You bet. You bet. This is going to be a hot hour, buddy. I'm just telling you right now. And I always start with one question of all of our guests. Why do you love America? And uh, what do you love most? And why do you love it? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, that's such a complicated question in so many, it can be such a complicated question. I, yes. uh, I, I will come back. So there's kind of two answers. Uh, um, I, I'm reminded of Winston Churchill, um, when he said, uh, Americans are great. They'll always do the right thing after they've tried everything else, right. Or exhausted every other option. And, and um, uh, right, it's, it makes me think like, or his other quote too, makes me, uh, about democracy is, uh, is a horrible system of governance except for every other one. And so like, <laughs> that reminds me of America. It's sort of like, there's so many problems with this country and have been for so yes. long. But when you look around at the other options, it's like, oh, oh, okay. Well, this is clearly the best, right? And so then the question yeah. becomes, what makes it the best? Not, not perfect. Mm. I'm not even sure it's great. It's just the best mm. of, of all the yeah. options, right? So mm. what makes it the best? And I'll say, I come back to one thing. Um, this country, and this is, even this is not perfect, but it's the closest. Mm. This country, I think, I'm fairly confident, is the only country ever founded on the idea that humans, individual people, are both divine and sovereign, right? Mm. Now, like, is that actually true? Yeah. First of all, no, not all of our founders believed that. Most of them did, especially the influential ones. And even the ones who believed that, like, let's say, Thomas Jefferson, he had people in, like, literally in bondage on his estate as he made this argument, right? And so, yes, yes there was a lot of hypocrisy uh, uh, around it at the time. And yes, they were very imperfect about how they uh, instituted it. I can even make the argument, I think it's a really good one, a lot of people have made it, that the three-fifths compromise is the thing that ended up nearly breaking America in the Civil War and has mm. created one of the, the core issues that's run through the history of America. So yeah, all that's true. But for all of its problems and imperfections, no country has ever been founded on the idea that two, twofold, that every human is a divine, is a spark of a divine spirit and, and is sovereign in and of itself. Every other country is based on the idea that people serve some other class of people. Yes. Right? That, that people exist to serve others. And I mean a king in an aristocracy, not in That's an right. altruistic Christian sense, right? Yep. And so, like, um, 
that to me is the reason um, I'm in America. Mm. I'm not leaving. And I believe in America um, is that thread is what I believe in. Mm. And I believe in it deeply. It is who and what I am and how I spend my time. Mm. I love that. I mean, I think the way you put it is exactly right. You know, in the document, right, we're all created, we're made by our creator with certain unalienable rights. I love the fact that rights come from God, not government. So it kind of flipped the whole system upside down. And I, I think you you captured it. It flipped the entire system upside down. Government is designed to secure and protect our rights, not lord over us. And I think we're, mm -hmm. we're perilously close to a system that is about to flip the other way. And I think that's what one of the reasons that what you're doing is so compelling to me and to so many others. Yeah, I think, I think that ship sailed. I think it's already flipped. And right now, honestly, seriously, it's just a battle to see um, how it all plays out. Yeah. I, when I read that uh, in some of the things you've written, some of the videos that you've done, I, boy, that really uh, caught me off guard to say, you know, when you said that you think the system has already fallen, so to speak. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, tell me, let's let's get right into it on Doomer optimism. I love the kind of the paradox of those two things, <laughs> um, right. but you're a key figure in this. Tell us what what is Doomer optimism? So I, I did not come up with the term. Uh, some other people did. And it, it's all in, I have a long website or a long uh, uh, piece about this on my website. But basically, Doomer optimism is the idea that things are about to get very, very hard. But if we do our work, everything's going to be okay. Hmm. Right? And it, 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 so I can, this was very appealing to me because um, so many people, there's, there's always been gloom and doomers always for yeah. like, as long as we've had people, there've been people who are like, things are terrible. Everything's going to go, we're all going to die or whatever. <laughs> yes. and, and, and then, and then there's always people like, no, no, no everything's fine. Right. Uh, everything's great. Nothing's bad. Neither there are times when one or the other are exactly right, but rare. It's sort of like broken clocks, right? Like twice a day, a broken clock's right. So uh, what I love about that is the recognition of reality, right? Mm. Thing, especially now, things are are getting way worse than they were at least recently. Um, and and uh, but then the also the recognition of that, like we're not at the end times. This is not the end of history. We're not the people. Everything, you know, culminated for us. No, we are a, a set of people in a p specific period of time that's going to be, I think, very, very turbulent and mm -hmm. very chaotic and is going to be a, a monumental moment in history the way several other have been and the way many more will be in the future, yeah. right? But the idea that we can make it through this just because things are going to be hard, and they will, and just because things will look dark and bleary and be depressing. And they're going to be, they have been, and I think it's going to get worse. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. it's over. Yeah. Right. Just because yeah. things aren't perfect doesn't mean they're over. That's right. And and we don't know when they're going to be over anyway. You know, I mean, as a, as a man of faith, you know, I, we, there is no one who knows the last day. We do know that we were made to make a difference, right. And we're made to thrive too, not just survive. We're made to thrive, but I've said this many times and not everyone agrees with me on this, but this is the optimist in me. There's never been a better time to be alive than right now. Um, now, not everyone thinks well, that. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> but I, I think it, actually I agree, but that has to be qualified. Yeah. Right? Okay. How would you right qualify? Right now. Okay. So, so just think about that. So, there's a, a 
if you understand history, you can see that like history runs cyclically in patterns, right? Mm -hmm. Right now, there's, without going too deep into it, there's about anywhere from four to 10 different major cycles that are all converging around this period. Debt cycles, political revolution cycles, war cycles, famine Mm -hmm. cycles, climate cycles, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And it actually looks like it's going to get colder, not hotter. But anyway, the point is. <laughs> oh wait, whoa, whoa! The last, that's, that's, come on, that's <laughs> blasphemy. You got to be careful right. what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I know. God forbid we look at actual evidence. Oh, uh, don't do that. No facts. The, the, uh, the last time, uh, if I, I might be wrong about the details of this, but I think the last time all of these major cycles converged was something like the fall of the Roman Empire. It was so long ago. Lots of different cycles, right? Debt mm-hmm. cycles and war cycles, but very rarely do all of them converge, right? Mm-hmm. And what that tells me, among other things, just from what I'm seeing, is like, this is going to be really, really rough, really rough. Not one or two systems aren't breaking or or, or recalibrating. It's going to be six or 10 or 20 or more, right? So, So what that tells me is it's not the best time to be alive. If you want safety, security, stability, uh, calmness. This is the worst time to be alive. <laughs> the worst, right? <laughs> okay, but, good point. You're depressing everyone. Come on, man. <laughs> no, no, no. But here's here's the thing. If you if you are if you want to be a leader, mm. if you want to live a sovereign life, if you want to face challenges, if you want to find and develop your courage, if you want to learn and exercise responsibility, if you want to have opportunities to be a hero and a leader. Mm. And um, and all, if you want to exercise the capabilities and um, uh, uh, if, you, if you want all the great stories that everyone loves, whether it's Lord of the Rings or pick, take yes. your pick or, or Gilgamesh, or yeah. if you want to be one of those people from one of those stories, there has, I don't think there has ever been a, a better time to be alive. Boy, that is so. Yes, a, I would agree with you yeah, in that regard. That is a great way to qualify it, right? I mean, if you're if you're the type of person that looks at challenges as opportunities, you know, that does put themselves inside of those movies where there's heroic characters and people really making a difference and jumping into the fight, then I think you're right. I think there's a there is a, a remnant of people like that, and the question is, of course, is you know, are we ready for that? Uh, are we up for that challenge? And there's a lot of questions about that. And I think some people are asking, you know, is this is this movement of the doomer optimist, which I love the dichotomy, right? I love this idea that we can be honest about uh, our society unraveling and all those components, but at the same time, can we remain, can we be realistic and can we be optimistic at the same time? And then what do you do with that? I love the dichotomy of that. It's funny you mentioned the fall of the Roman Empire it's relevant today. I just, I've been reading material from Hillsdale College, and they talk about the, the confluence of all of these different systems that are in uh, chaos right now, and they're all kind of coming together, and, and they are comparing it to the fall of the Roman Empire, which should get everyone's attention, right? But let me ask you this. Is there a perception that you, others in this, this concept of doom or optimism, that this is just all about conspiracy theory and, you know, are we making too much of the problems? You know, speak to that a little bit. Uh, so, 
I mean, of course, there are people that believe that. Yeah. yeah. If you're invested in the old system, if your mm. identity and your money came from believing um, uh, a, a certain set of things, then yeah, of course, you're going to deny anything that challenges that, mm. right? I mean, if, if you're, you know, like, uh, just as a basic example, if you are a high, uh, uh, high ranking Democratic Party operative, you're going to say, no, Joe Biden's a great president, even though to anyone with a brain, like he's a demented senior. Like what's going on? Like, right. Like, I mean, no, it's not about, it's not even about trashing Biden. It's just like, no. like just as an example. Right. Okay. Yes. So yeah, of course, of course people, mm. but like, I, what's so cool about this period of time that we're mm. going into, we came out of, I'm 46 years old mm. for most of my life in America. No, all of my life, actually, for, my, for me, all of my life. We have lived in what might be the richest, safest, most abundant period in human history. Uh, you can at least make that argument. that it, It's up there at the very, very top, if it's not the most. Um, and so, like, you could have, for almost my entire life, you can have any ideas you want. If you live in America and are American, you're still going to be safe and you're still going to eat and you're still going to have a job. It doesn't matter how dumb your ideas are or how disconnected <laughs> yeah. from reality they are, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're going into a period where that's over. Right? Like there's mm. going to be real consequences mm. to the ideas that people have, right? Yeah. Like if you think gender doesn't exist, like that didn't matter 10 years ago. Mm. Now, there's going to be real and I don't mean political social consequences. Yeah. Right. Like like there's always been political and social consequences to ideas. And that for most people in America, that's the only way they understand consequences is how does this uh, affect my status and rank in the tribe that I want to be in? Mm. Right. Like what's my opinion about masking children? Well, if I'm a Republican and I want to stay in a certain rank in my the way I perceive Republicans, and I have this opinion. If I'm a Democrat, I have this. If I'm a Marxist, I have this. No, 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 no. Like all of that's the, there's most people are still operating in that paradigm. Yeah. But a small percentage of us have woken up from that and realized that right wing, left wing, it's the same bird. And that bird has been crapping all over the American people for years. Oh, and I'm true. done with it. Yes. And, and And so, like, the way I think about this is. I'm not worried what other people think. I'm going to look at reality and I am going to make my assessment based on my own knowledge and what I see and based on listening to the actual practitioners who who have knowledge that is proven in the world that works. And mm -hmm. I'm going to make my own judgments. And all of those people living in condo high rises in major cities that have no access to water, no owned water, no owned food, no owned power, uh, no uh, methods of self-defense, we're mm. going to see who's going to make it. Yeah. Right? And so yes. like, I, I don't care yes. about arguing yeah. with them. Exactly. I am too busy. Literally, like, like I came in from – I'm building a chicken coop. We have 23 sheep showing up next week. Like I'm mending the fences. Like I'm too busy building my world to worry about what those clowns think. And you know yeah. what? They might be right. Let's just be, I yeah, could sure. be wrong. It is yeah. entirely possible that I am getting this wrong, right? Mm -hmm. And and if they, if I'm wrong, 
then uh, uh, and let's say this is just a minor hiccup and the world's actually on a great trajectory and things aren't about to get hard and their ideas about social political stuff and all that other stuff are more right than mine or that yeah. they, they are they more adhere to reality than mine do. Okay, cool. I'll, yeah. I'll take my lumps. I'll, I'll <laughs> swallow like, okay, yeah, I'll swallow my pride. Be like, I was wrong about some stuff, but here's the thing. Hmm. Uh, even if I'm wrong about the way the world is going, in five years, I'm, uh, I'm going to be on uh, a big ranch in Dripping hmm. Springs where most of the food I eat it comes from here. All, almost all of the meat and most of the vegetables come from here. And uh, I live an amazing life that my kids love, my family loves, my wife loves. Uh, I will have spent way too much money on defense and, you know, security stuff, right? So I will, yeah, I will have wasted yeah. some money. Okay, fine. But it was sort of like insurance. And I'm like, okay, well, it just didn't pan yeah. out. And that's fine. It's actually good. I'm glad I didn't have to shoot yeah. off thousands of rounds of ammo and protecting <laughs> my ranch. That's that would be a, a benefit, bad day. right? That would <laughs> yep. be great. Um, and, and, and like, I'm going to live in a far more sovereign, connected, healthy life that mm. that's the downside, the yeah. upside, you know, in a worst case scenario is that we're probably going to make it right. Yeah. And a lot of other people, unfortunately, I'm definitely not wishing ill on them, but a lot of people who are thinking a lot of things right now that are disconnected from reality, they're going to have to see, we're going to both see, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. And I like this approach, right? Because either way you win, right? And, and in the end too, you'll be in a position where you can actually help other people, hopefully. And, and so let me ask you this, it, because I love this. And I think a lot of people are just getting introduced to this idea that uh, not that things are bad, because I think everybody can look logically and say, wow, things are, things are not as good as they used to be. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, at least if they're being intellectually honest, right? Um, of course, is it, a lot of people are concerned, very concerned about what's happening, and this is really uh, the an opportunity to see ahead and say, "Hey, the future could be bad. It could be dark." Um, there's a lot of people that have designs on the future. You know, is is part of this connected to the World Economic Forum? Is part of this connected to the idea of the Great Reset? We keep hearing about those terms. I'm I'm neck deep in those. Is this part of what is? Uh, kind of creating your vision for the future, what you think is coming? Um, all right. So, uh, J Jimmy, if you want to go deep into who's causing what issues, I'm probably not the best guest, right? So, like, I can talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, like, people like James Lindsay and Chris yeah. Rufo and people like that are really, really – and they've spent a lot of time and effort um, becoming experts on that. And if yeah. you want to talk to someone, I, 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 I'm not yeah. trying to avoid the question. I'm just saying, no. like, uh, here. And I let's am, just stick, yes. let's stick so to the, your expertise. Yeah, let's okay. stick to right. you. So, because... No, no, but, here, but let me tell you why, right? Mm -hmm. So I have done, and I've spent enough time around people like that, and I've done enough research to realize, and I understand the world enough to realize, like, all right, uh, uh, things are not, this isn't to me. I don't think this is what's happened to me is like the light. I think it's like the light rainstorm that hits the coast before the hurricane comes. Mm. Right. I could be wrong. It might just be a light rainstorm. Really? A lot of people who don't believe this want you to get, they'll give me more evidence. What about this and this and this? Uh -huh. And I always ask, I know I always ask them what evidence would convince you. 
Tell me, mm-hmm. right? Because because it, most people aren't actually looking for evidence. Most people have de- made a decision emotionally about what they're going to believe. And then they try and find evidence to support that, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and to be totally straight, I'm in the same boat, right? Like I, I have seen and felt enough where I'm pretty sure this is going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And like, now granted, uh, a lot of things could change and I might change my mind in the future, right? But right sure. now, this is what I believe. Yeah, I mean, great reset. Yeah, World Economic yeah. Forum. Yeah, of course they're clowns and of course they're horrible, horrible, tyrannical authoritarians mm. who quite literally want to kill off a large portion of the population. And if you don't believe that, go Google the videos by Yuval Harari where he says uh, talks about useful, uh, useless humans mm. or Bill Gates talks about uh, useless eaters or all of that sort of stuff. They're demons. And I mean that metaphorically and Mm -hmm. almost literally. Um, uh, Yeah, dude. But I don't need to like, I'm not one of those people that I read, I read the whole book Uh and I read this and I read that. And here's all the, here's the detail. Like, I just need to know a few things. And I've seen, like, I need eight pieces of evidence and I've gotten 80. I'm past collecting more evidence about that. I am on, how do I get ready? What That's do we do all about I got. Yeah. What do I have to do? Two things, really. I have two goals. How do I get ready for the turbulence coming, the hurricane coming, number yes. one? Number two, how do like like withstanding the hurricane but then thriving after it passes? Yes. Right? Because yeah. like I don't think we're in end times. I'm not even sure end times exists. But <clears throat> uh, but if it did, I don't think we're here. And whatever mm-hmm. hurricane comes, whatever disasters or set of disasters come, they're going to end, yep. right? And I want to make sure me and my family and my community and the people I care about are set up to thrive afterwards, yes. whatever that means, Yes. right? So I that is that. where quite literally 100% of my attention is. It's sort of like yes. I don't need more evidence. But, yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, you break yeah. your arm and you got to yeah. examine it for a while. Is it actually broken? Once you know it's broken, stop messing with the bones. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Like I don't need to hit it again. Feel yeah. more pain. Oh yeah. See, it's broken. It's broken. Oh, again. Yeah. No, no, no. I yeah. know it's broken. Let's what's next. Yes. If I, it's a, I have a perfect uh, example of this. A, a couple of weeks ago, I took my daughter skiing up here in, in the Colorado mountains. We, you know, she was having a blast and all of a sudden I get this call from her friend that she had been hurt. And of course, the ski patrol comes, pulls her off the mountain. And, you know, uh, I was discussing with the EMTs, you know, what are we doing next? And I didn't need any more evidence that her leg was hurt. Uh, We knew it. Uh, You know, I'm like, okay, listen, I don't need anything else. Let's just deal with let's deal with reality. So I'm I'm with you on that. And I think, you know, one of the cool things is about what you're doing is you've got this singular focus um, about the time to prepare for a crisis is not in the crisis, right? It's, it's in advance of the crisis. And I think we just learned that with respect to COVID. And whether you believe it was a serious uh, pandemic or not is relatively irrelevant because of the response to it certainly created enough damage for all of us. Um, but the truth was, if you were preparing, if you were going to the store to prepare for that mess, you found empty shelves. If you were going, you know, trying to prepare medically to protect your family or get in shape, if you're not in shape, uh, because we knew that healthy people were not young, healthy people are not at risk. But if you're unhealthy, it's too late. What do you do now? So I love what you're saying. The time to prepare for the crisis is before the crisis hits. So let's let's talk a little bit about this. 
first of all, I would love our audience to know, just sketch out for us, you know, kind of at a high level, how you got here. What were the what were the handful of events that happened over the last couple of years that where you said, man, bad things are going to happen and I got to get ready? Yeah, like, uh, man, um, I mean, just everything that happened the last two years, like <laughs> if none of that woke you up, man, I don't know what to say, you know, like the, so the, true. the big things I, like, OK, so all, all, the major things. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not sure the moment I woke up during COVID, it was sometime April, May of 2020 when I'm like, none of this makes sense. This is all bullshit. And yeah. then it's like it got more and more and it became more obvious. The thing that really woke me up, because you said earlier, you were kind of shocked uh, that I make the argument that I think the American Republic has already fallen, mm. right? Um, uh, the moment that woke me up to that was January 6th. And it's funny because so many people are like, oh, yeah, right, because there was an insurrection. It's like, no, a bunch of drunken buffoons in Buffalo costumes are not an oh. insurrection. That's just nonsense. Like, that is patently obvious nonsense, Yes. Uh, watch any of the video, like any of it, and yes. you know that's not that a riot, maybe uh, a, a, a protest uh, gone a little wrong, sure, right? Some people being violent, yeah, totally, mm -hmm. right? In, it, it doesn't even, it doesn't even, it's not even in the universe of insurrection. Like, <laughs> so, that's so preposterous, right? Unless you redefine so insurrection. I mean, if you redefine insurrection, well, it could be anything. Right, right, you know. Of course, yeah. <laughs> well, if if words have meaning, then it's yeah. not an insurrection. So, exactly. um, uh, uh, like, I watched a lot of the feeds live, and then I wa I know media really well. Twenty years in media, I'm very very good at it. I can usually tell you what's going, or at least I can tell you a lot of facts, not based on any of the facts, but based on what media does, right? Mm. And so, and then I watched. The, the the corporate media, you know, MSNBC, CNN, like like the the dominant corporate media, craft a narrative that was quite literally preposterous, yeah. uh, like patently, observably wrong, and all aligned in one direction at once. And well, by the way, we just seen this in the summer of 2020 in the BLM riots, right? Like you know, like the iconic picture of the CNN anchor or the CNN oh. field reporter in front of a fire saying "mostly peaceful protests," right? So yeah. we'd seen this already. And, and that's when I knew, I'm like, oh, man, they're trying to create a false flag to, oh, my God. And then it was like, it's all came to me at once, right? And I was like, holy, f the republic has already fallen. I don't know when and I don't know how, but it's gone. Right? The, the, the institutions, mm. it, to the extent that the American institutions were ever run by adults who actually were responsible and cared about America... Like, cause you can make an argument that hasn't been true for a long time. Mm. I, so I don't know when yep. that shift happened, but it hit me in my gut and deep in my soul on January 6, 2021, that mm. it's time to abandon ship. It's time to go. And I don't mean leave America. I mean, understand that those institutions are now completely infected by people who are at best don't care about you at worst are trying to kill you. Mm. Right. And, and yeah. um, it's like, okay, all right. So what do I do now? Right. And it yeah. was, it was like three days. It was really hard. Like I was a complete to be around. My wife was like, what the hell is wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. I'm yelling at her and the kids. It was like, you know, like it was awful. And then I realized that and it was like, oh, that's, I was grieving mm. what I thought America was mm. or maybe what it used to be. I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to, cause there's plenty yeah. of people. Oh, it's been like that forever and this and that. Okay, fine. But like I got it on that day, 
And that was when it was literally uh, two weeks later, we made the decision to move out of all. We lived in Austin, Texas to sell our house, uh, sold it in March and it got land. And then now, I mean, like, dude, I don't know if you can hear the electricians are here. Like we're putting it all like, I mean, we're building a serious, not a bug out ranch. I hate that term because the Mm. idea of bugging out to me is not, not only does it not work, um, you, you don't, maybe you can survive nuclear war by going into a bunker for a week, right? You cannot survive what's coming going into a bunker for a week or a month or a year. And beyond that, that's not living. Yeah. Right. That's, that's being in a, essentially in a coma and that doesn't work. Right. So, and so you're not going to emerge and you're not going to emerge on the other side no. in, in a position to thrive again. And really, exactly. you know, we're created to thrive. We're created to flourish. I mean, our life has meaning and purpose. You know, you kind of started there by saying we have divine nature, divine potential. And I think that's the point, right? We're, we're to live our life in such a way that, that makes a difference. So you can't just, you know, uh, exit society and hope it all blows over. Yeah. So exactly. So, so the, the thing that I, um, I realized I came to is, all right, how do I become sovereign? Right. And and not like crazy, like I'm going to have an Island to be my own country. Like there are phases, right. And by sovereign, I mean, how can I exist independently of the, um, co-opted, destructive institutions um, that are essentially, and I mean this in some ways figuratively, figuratively in other ways, literally trying to kill me and other people, right? Yeah. All right, well, the best way to do that in the most general sense is uh, own your sources of food, water, energy, mm-hmm. right? And then be able to protect yourself in them. Yes. Right? Yes. And, 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 and the thing that over encompasses all of that is you aren't doing this alone, right? That you have to be in a community of people and there's a lot of ways to define community. So I'm not like, I don't Mm -hmm. mean like a commune or a cult or any nonsense. Like like, there's a hundred ways to define community and there's a hundred ways to make community work, but you got to be in a community of people who are basically aligned with you on being as sovereign as possible. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, All right. So wait a minute. Let me, let me interrupt you. Or any nonsense like that. Yeah. Let yeah, me interrupt sorry. you because I'm going to dig hard into that. Okay. But Let's but I have it. a couple I have a couple things I want to do before then, right? Because what I'm trying to do also is help our audience progress with you to get to the place where they know that oh wow I need to do something because yeah. some you know we got a, a spectrum of people some that some are bought in and are going all right tell me what to do but there are some people that go well I get it but did you <clears throat> you went through some um, some changes in the way you saw things, right? In your basic yeah. assumptions, your mindset. And, and I think that in part of this is people do have to see things differently in order to draw a different conclusion. What were some of the mindset shifts that you had to go through? Help us understand that yeah. because I think it's going to help people get there. Right. So I, great question. Great question. I wrote about these extensively in the piece I wrote about Doomer Optimism. But mm-hmm. some of the major ones, the first one, some of these are going to sound obvious to people who maybe get it, but but the ones who, who haven't, like, it, it's funny, as you progress in the stages, you almost forget what it's like to be in the prior stages, right? And so <laughs> it's a great question. Um, the first thing I had to accept was that this was possible, or this was happening, right? I had to accept, okay, this is happening. Like, things that I thought mm-hmm. at some point or felt were impossible are now mm-hmm. not just possible, but happening. Mm. 
right? Like it, it was, imp- it seemed unthinkable to me that like, um, that a sitting president could be uh, kicked off the main communication platform he uses while he was in office. Yeah. And dude, don't get me wrong. I can't stand Trump. I am and, not and, a Trump yeah. fan at all. But yeah. like, I mean, like, okay, like that is, hey, don't give me the libertarian bullshit. Private, but shut up. That is a town square. That <laughs> yes. if, if we have a president and mm. if we have a government that is supposedly supposed to represent us, deplatforming him is an attack on that government and that mm. nation, period. Wow. Right? And, and like, it's like, that seemed unthinkable to me. It's like, okay, well, this is where we are now. Accepting wow. what reality is, even though I didn't want this to be true. This isn't what, not like I'm like, oh yeah, pretty excited that, you know, that the Republic is falling. It's, no, I'm yeah. not. <laughs> like, uh, as critical as, as, as me and a lot of other people can be about America, yeah. I, I, like, I'm not a fan of like, oh, let's, let's break the country. No, of course not, right? Right. Uh, uh, so first, believing what you see. Yeah. Then second. Oh, and by the way, on that front, right, by the way, I don't care what political party was silenced. We in America, in America, the leadership can't be silenced. In fact, we're seeing that silencing right happen across the spectrum now. It's not just our political leaders. It's our medical leaders. It's it's leaders in every single industry, whether it's education or medicine or politics. We are able to systematically shut down dissenting opinions overnight. Yes. 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 A hundred percent. I mean, in my lifetime. I remember when the left was like, the left were the holders of the torch of, uh, I may I may fully disagree with you, but I'll defend to the death your right to say it, to yes. shut them down and take them off of all financial and social and digital platforms. The yeah. same people. It's mind blowing to me, <laughs> right? Like, uh, 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 I know when when I when I was coming up as a writer and writing stuff about you know being drunk and being an idiot and all that stuff. It was it was the fundam the, the bad guys and when I say quote bad guys mm-hmm. the ones who are trying to oppress people mm-hmm. and take away rights and shut things down were almost all on the right and now they have almost all shifted to the left it's insane and like I haven't changed I've grown matured etc well My some views well, on this stuff listen we need to bring your wife on to determine whether you've grown and matured. I mean, there you- <laughs> well, I, I started at such a low level of maturity yeah. that it's really easy for me to grow a lot. You know, it's sort right. of like my Perfect. startup tripled in size. It's like, well, you sold $10 <laughs> last month and 30 this month. So it's like, Where yeah, you, you tripled in size. But, I'm um, proud of you. Uh, but like, I haven't, like my views about free speech have not changed in 46 years. That's right. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah. all right, exactly. So like even yeah. Bill, um, Bill, Bill Maher, Who's as left as it gets? He had a big video about this. It is like I didn't leave the left. The left left me. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the Thanks. first thing is recognizing and believing the reality that you see in front of you. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one or two things. But now after two and a half years of this, it's like okay, you wake up or don't. Like if you're not awake at some point right now, then you're just stuck in an identity that you're refusing to let go of. Okay, fine. You're just not going to make it. It's not my, I'm not, I don't, I'm not trying to wake anyone else up anymore. My only goal is to help those who are either awake, fully awake or trying to wake up, um, uh, get better. Right. So that's number one. Number two, and this is a hard one. 
This one I thought I did pre-COVID and I realized I did not. Mm. Take full and complete ownership and responsibility for myself and my life. Mm. Not a little bit, not most responsibility. It, I had to sit there and realize no one's coming to save me. Yes. And I, man, I'm a pretty independent dude. I'm a pretty, uh, you know, like I've built companies. I've done all these crazy things that are like really hard to do and impossible to do. I've invented literary genres. I've done all these things that no, and I still didn't realize how much, at least unconsciously, I relied on, ah, the government will do that. If someone will do that, somebody, I mean, I had a lot of that. I don't want to call it weakness, but I had a lot of that victim mindset. Yeah. Like that is victim mindset at its core. And even I had that in me, man. I thought I had rooted all of it out and I had not. Uh, There might even still be a little bit like in me because there's still times I'm like, ah, man, can't someone else do? No, no, they can't. Yeah. Now I can call people. I can hire people. It's not like I can't have help. That's a different thing. But if it's around my life, it is my responsibility, Mm. period, full stop. And, and that right. is a tough one. That's a tough one, especially today, because we have educated into entitlement. We have uh, brainwashed into this entitlement. We've handed out thousands of dollars worth of checks to do nothing. And thousands, trillions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I can't even get my head. I can't even get my head around the numbers. And so we've got this generation and and. I think this idea that you want someone to save you, I think I think there is there's something about that that's attractive because oh, you get seductive. worn out. It's seductive. You oh, it's you're so worn seductive. out. You get tired. But <sighs> what you're talking about is saying, no, I'm no one's coming. And I've said this multiple times over the last six months. No one is coming to rescue you. And by the way, you are not a sitting duck. There is plenty of stuff that you can do to take control of your situation. But I love that. Take full and complete ownership. Hey, thanks for listening to part one of this two-part podcast with Tucker Max. It's time to take full and complete ownership and responsibility for your life. Make sure to tune in next week for part two with specific steps to take to get prepared for life's disruptions.